Welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Rich Dotson, and my fellow nerds, Matt O'Hara. Hey, hey. And Garrett Price. How's it going? It's going good. No Jared Wackerly to produce in, hence why we are remote, because we sent Jared Wackerly packing. Packing to the Senior Bowl. That's where he is right now. Getting some eyes on there. You know, we usually talk about the uh, the Senior Bowl on the podcast for a good, what, solid 20 minutes or so uh, after yeah. the Senior Bowl. But this year, we, put, we sent Jared out to the Senior Bowl, and we're going to put all that content on YouTube. So he's going to do a thorough breakdown of it. I'm sure we're going to hit on it next week very quickly. Um, but we're actually going to continue the show we're doing right now. But if you want to make sure you don't miss that and all the other off-season content, you got to get to our YouTube channel, subscribe, make sure you don't miss anything coming out on there, and we'll have Jared out there with the first-hand report of the Senior Bowl. So we're back this week. We're talking, you know, we were, we were talking about um, the show, and we usually do free agency a little bit closer uh, to NFL free agency. And we're like, you know, it, it's probably a good time to talk about some of these free agents now to get a head start on it because it's way easier to trade for free agents before they actually hit the market. You know, um, as that as that starts to build, trade value gets a little bit higher, and sometimes just be ready. Maybe you can get a good deal now to buy before that market goes up because they land in a good spot, or just be ready to sell when they land in a spot and their value gets inflated in the dynasty world. So we got a lot to talk about. Today we're going to cover running backs on the Nerd Herd Show. We're going to cover tight ends. Next week we'll do wide receivers on this show and then the quarterbacks for all the super flex leagues, which will hold a lot of value with how many guys are going to be free agents. We'll probably throw Jimmy Garoppolo in that mix too since he's going to get traded um, and talk some of those guys as well on the Nerd Herd Show. So a lot to talk about today, but before we do, we have to tell you our friends about our friends over at DynastyDepot.com. If you haven't checked them out, you know, I understand NFL playoffs are going on. Bengals are going to Super Bowl for the Super Bowl for the first time. There's a mm. lot of NFL action going on. Head coaches getting hired, head coaches suing people. Lots of action in the NFL these days. <laughs> so, you know, but if you if you need some action yourself, go to DynastyDepot.com right now. Use that promo code NERDS to save 70% and treat it like eBay. Buy and sell FFPC teams. FFP PC is a great platform. They never had a league fold in their entire history of existence. And what you get is an opportunity to buy teams on there. I know there's a ton of teams for sale. Um, I was talking to a buddy the other day who plays a lot of FFPC, and he says that he listed all his teams on there just to see some action. He said some of the teams are really good. So if you get DynastyDepot.com and you want to check out some Dynasty teams that you either get a really good discount on or a really good team, Dynasty Depot is a spot to do just that. It's eBay for Dynasty Fantasy Football. Get out there, check them out, see what you can get, see what team fits you. And even if you draft teams of FFPC, they give you an opportunity to sell them as well. All this, and at the end of the year, you're going to have an opportunity to play in an FFP champ- FFPC's championship. They'll pick one winner to do that for a $500,000 prize. Use that promo code NERDS, and you can get 70% off $14.99. You don't have to buy anything without looking first. Check them out, DynastyDepot.com, promo code NERDS. All right, guys, so we have we have some list here of some NFL free agent running backs, and we have no idea who each other likes where, where they're going to go. So we're going in ODB style. We're going in raw. We're going to see uh, each other's actual 
reactions here to like who do we like, who do we don't like, maybe some situations that you we've seen better than others. So Matt, you got can you hit us with a list of NFL free agent running backs that might be worth talking about today? All right, yeah. So um, I'm going to kind of go in the order that they finished last year um, and just go right down the list here of guys that are free agents. So James Conner, uh, Leonard Fournette, Corderell uh, Patterson, Melvin Gordon, Sony Michelle, Chase Edmonds, J.D. McKissick, Rashad Penny, Ronald Jones, Jeff Wilson, Jarek McKinnon. Hmm? Huh? Mar- <laughs> Is he back? Marlon Mack? Um, and, and then Raheem Mostert, too. And Rashad Penny. Yeah, I said Rashad Penny. Yep. Well, I'm saying it again, just so yeah. everybody knows. Yeah, you know? that's right. <laughs> Some people see a penny on the front ground and they just keep on walking. Not this guy. So mm-hmm. I got a bad back. Pick it so up twice. Ch- yeah, so cheap. Uh, <laughs> so, and you know, let's talk about a couple of teams that might be looking for running backs. You know, uh, the Houston Texans. Not only do they need a running back, they need everything. You're gonna hear when we're doing these NFL free agent shows. Like, where do we want to see him go? There's going to be everybody, let's say, hey, what if they go to the Texans? Because they need a tight end, a running back, a quarterback, and a wide receiver or two. So they need everything. Uh, the Miami Dolphins, who have the most cap space, they can use a running back. The Buffalo Bills, even though they got Devin Singletary, who averaged 4.6 yards per carry, they can essentially use a running back. The Atlanta Falcons, uh, you know, Cordero Patterson's a free agent, but without him, they could use a running back. Arizona Cardinals, Chase Edmonds, and... Uh, James Conner, both free agents. So if one of the, none of them come back, they need a running back. The Seattle Seahawks could use a running back. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers could use a running back. And, you know, a team like the New York Jets can use a complimentary back to my guy, Michael Carter. Is there a team that I'm missing here, guys, that you may have on your list of a team that could use a running back for the 2022 NFL season? I mean, I think that pretty much nails it down. I mean, Tennessee Titans could probably use somebody behind a uh, Derrick Henry, perhaps. I mean, unless they think uh, Foreman is that guy, kind of going forward. Who, who did play well? Yeah. yeah, he did play well. So maybe, maybe that one's kind of out of. The, I, I, other than that, no, I think I think you nailed him right there um, uh, with the list that you came up with. All right. Yeah, I, I think that's probably a lot of those are, are the most obvious spots. There's going to be a lot of other ones that I think that there's a potential for sub movement, either either you know f- because of the trades or different things like that. But as far as guys that going into roles that are going to be fantasy relevant for us this year, those are probably going to likely be it. I mean, there's an outside shot maybe uh, with the the Chargers. They've kind of always been looking for that complimentary guy to Austin Eckler. So there's a chance somebody could go there, but they've just been kind of filling that in by committee. And then Justin Jackson played really well at the end of the year. So definitely not guaranteed there, but that's another one that you could potentially see something. And anytime there's coaching changes too, there's always that what if, you know, something could happen there. So uh, you have um, maybe like the the Vikings, would they ever consider making a move now that they have a new front office and things like that? I think it's unlikely, but those are always possibilities as well. Yeah, so obviously there's going to be some players, you know, when NFL free agency opens up, when the NFL season kicks off, uh, post-June first cuts, there are going to be some surprises. People will be released that you might not thought be released and open up jobs, but – Obviously, this is February 1st, so we're trying to get ahead of this situation about guys. some guys we might like and some guys we might not like. Buy, sells, it's that time of the season. Let's get into it. Who wants to kick us off with a guy here? 
Garrett, you haven't done a lot of talking. Why don't you get that tongue rolling uh, and talk about a football player on here that sorry. might people want to get in their dynasty league? Sorry, it's cutting in and out. I couldn't quite catch that. But now I'm now I'm catching that I need to give you a player that we need to talk about. Is that is that where we're at? If you'd like to. I was trying to give you the honor to kick off a guy here. Thanks, man. I mean, all our lists are going to be here in different sweet. orders. So. Yeah. Um, so I think one of the guys that's going to be the most interesting, and part of the reason I want to bring him up is because it affects one of my favorite dynasty players. So let's talk about Melvin Gordon. Uh, Melvin Gordon had a fantastic year this past year. Uh, we, we always talk about how good Javante Williams was at evading tackles and breaking tackles, and he was in the tops in the league. But on running plays, just specifically running plays, Javante was first, but Melvin Gordon was sixth in that category. So Melvin Gordon had a very good season in his own right, but he it was split right down the middle. The passing work, the running work, everything was basically a true 50-50 split. So right now what's going to be interesting about Melvin Gordon is, one, he's actually already expressed interest in going back to Denver. He literally tweeted out the other day that he would love to be back with Denver next season. But we have brand new front office coming in. We have a brand new head coach coming in. So who knows how that's going to work out as far as my knowledge. And maybe you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think Hackett has any history necessarily with Melvin Gordon. So I don't know why he would necessarily want him, but he played well with the team last year. There's a chance that could happen. So there is an outside shot uh, that he ends up back in Denver. But I think he's. I think this is kind of the role that I could see him continuing to have for another two years where he's a major part of a committee, but he is going to be a committee back. So whether they want to replace you know, a, a guy like Mike Davis with Melvin Gordon in Atlanta um, or they want to bring him back to L.A. That was actually the guy I had in mind for L.A. Bring him back to L.A. Him and Austin Eckler would be you know, a great duo like they were before. So there's different places he could go. But Melvin Gordon, despite his advanced age, I still think holds some fantasy value. Yeah, I, I absolutely. And he's 28 years old, um, so he's not he's not a guy that's 30 yet. I mean, like we're, we're going to talk about another guy on this list who, who is 30 and I think is interesting as well. Over but, 30. <laughs> But Melvin Gordon, I mean, he's he's 28 years old. He was running back 21 on the year, so he's still getting it done for fantasy football as well, even even as he's splitting carries. So I, I think he can definitely go somewhere and be that complimentary guy. I'm not sure any team, like you were mentioning, is going to see him as the guy. But, sure. you know, Mike, da- if, if Patterson, Cordell Patterson goes somewhere else, I think, you know, Melvin Gordon going there would be an excellent opportunity probably for him to surpass his numbers from this year. So sure. I think it, it, it's really going to, it's really going to depend on landing spot for him and, and opportunity. Cause if he does get a larger share uh, of the running game and somebody does see him as the guy for, you know, a year or two, he could be very fa- fantasy relevant. So I, I do like Melvin Gordon. He's a very, I think, interesting guy uh, coming up here in, in free agency. Yeah. He's somebody who we've talked about as a buy and, you know, dynasty fans football went out for like almost three years straight. And I'm still on that wagon. I'm still, you know, finishes running back 21, literally splitting carries, carries almost down the middle with Javante Williams there in Denver. I do not think he ends up back in Denver. I think he's still viable. 
Um, I'm a little, I don't know about air. Like Atlanta doesn't really get my wheels moving or excited. Uh, I think right now you get Melvin Gordon probably for a mid range second round pick this year in this draft is what you probably get him for. Um, if I'm a contender, I have no problem giving that for just to have the running back death because like we said, there's an opportunity for him to end up in a good spot. Now we have some pretty good run. We have at least three pretty solid running backs coming out in this draft and Kenneth Walker. We have, uh, Brees Hall. We have Isaiah Spiller. So they're going to fill up some of these running back spots as well. So that it's going to be easy to say, Hey, let's all just fill out these teams with these free agent running backs when the best way to help your NFL team is through the draft, you know, and there's some other guys, you know, out of USC, Kante, uh, Kyron out of Notre Dame that could come out here and help these teams as well. But for me, I love like what Garrett said about like an off, off the wall team that might just bring a guy in that could kind of help. Like, like this might be a good spot for the jets, right? We talked about the, Michael, somebody helping out Michael Carter. I think Melvin Gordon would be a good fit there. Maybe a team that has a lot of free agent money, like the dolphins go ahead and pay Melvin Gordon for a, a year out there. I don't think the Texans bring them in. They're, they're going to be a complete rebuild. I can see a team like the Buffalo Bills. Side, you know, they, maybe they keep Devin Singletary there on his rookie deal, and then they bring in Melvin Gordon to kind of help offset that and go with that combo because Melvin Gordon is viable out of the passing game, which is something they kind of lacked a little bit there in Buffalo. What, what so, about this? This one's a little bit crazy, but what about the Chiefs? Could you see because they seem to keep using different backs in there, and I know we want. Clyde Edwards Alaire to be the guy, but uh, so far they just haven't seemed to commit to him. Could you see Melvin Gordon possibly being a fit there? I don't only because I see uh, next year Pat Mahomes' salary starts to kick in, so it's going to go up. And they do, oh, you yeah. know, McCole Hardman to free agent. They're going to have to bring another receiver in or uh, draft a guy. So I don't think they're going to have. I think this is where the money starts. Hey, they need that Clyde Edwards Alaire money, and they need him right. to step up. And I know they've well, you know, been kind of poo poo on him, but I don't think that's a good fit. I like the I like the thought process there, but I don't think financially that's going to over that's going to work for yeah, them. Yeah, I forgot about the money factor there. No, that's a good point. You know, the Bucks, depending on what they do, quarterback, they could bring in somebody there with Keyshawn Vaughn. Because um, there's a couple teams out here that I do think are going to keep their running backs. So, like, I think, you know, I think Keyshawn Vaughn for the Bucks is a very solid buy this offseason with Leonard sure. Fournette being a free agent, Ronald Jones being a free agent. Uh, there's literally nobody left on the Bucks but Keyshawn Vaughn. And this is a team that last year with Brady had the second lowest rush attempts in the league at 385. They had 1,672 rushing yards and 18 touchdowns. So I think Keyshawn Vaughn's a great buy. So obviously with Melvin Gordon, you know, the dream scenario is he goes to somewhere where he could be the guy, right? Like the Texans or maybe Arizona doesn't re-sign, you know, James Conner. He'd go there and be the guy. I don't think that's really realistic. So to me, my favorite landing spot personally would be the Jets because I think Michael Carter is going to have a really solid year, an uptick year to help kind of relieve that pressure on Zach Wilson a little bit. I think that he can get a decent amount of carries there. We could still be like a low-end running back too. Uh, I know Michael Carter is in the viable in the passing game, but if I'm going to split carries with somebody, that's who I'd want to split carries with. You know, I originally thought like, hey, I think it'd be really good with the Saints uh, offset in Alvin Kamara, but I forgot that they re-upped Mark. Well, they re-upped Mark Ingram. They picked up that contract, so he signed through 2022. So I don't know that's going to be viable either. So I just wanted him to go somewhere and kind of have this close to the same role he had here with uh, Javante Williams and get those running back two numbers. And if anybody gets hurt any time he goes with, he has a low-end running back one potential, high-end running back two. So 
I still think he's a solid buy for a second round pick. I don't think you're going to get somebody who has his upside that late in the second round as a contender. And if I'm a contender, I want as many running backs as I can. I think Melvin Gordon gave the right opportunities that we need the best position to win. Yep, totally yeah, agree. Yeah, I'm totally with you there as well. Um, All right, Matt, who's the next so guy you want to talk about? I mean, so I think we already kind of touched on some of these guys. You know, the next guy I wanted to talk about was James Conner. Um, you know, 26 years old, obviously. Last year he finished as running back five uh, on a full year and then running back nine on a points-per-game basis. And and right now it's obviously him, and I guess we could talk about Chase Edmonds kind of in the same ballpark here because, sure. uh, you know, they're both obviously both free agents. Their cap situation is such that they've they've got about $5 million under the cap. I know that can all be massaged. If they want to bring both these guys back, I'm sure they, they probably can. But me personally, I think James Conner's best, his best scenario is is staying put. I think he's found a place that, you know, they know how to use him. They're using him in the passing game, and and he's shown well, and it's a nice fit for them. So, how do you guys see him? You know, do you think he's the guy that they bring back? Do you think it's Chase? Like, where where do you guys see? I guess this whole scenario kind of playing out how do you see it playing out where do you see him landing because me personally if he goes somewhere else that's that's a huge letdown to me and and it would it would affect his value probably greatly in my opinion i got a lot i got a lot to say about james connor and what you gotta say garrett so i don't know if you want to go first or not (laughs) (laughs) yeah no i can i can talk about him real quick uh and i I don't have a ton about james connor so so i'm glad you have a lot because i think james connor is a fine running back, but I think the perception is going to be a little overblown uh, just because he just had a stupid amount of touchdowns last year. And anytime mm-hmm. you can have that type of production, um, that's that's going to absolutely raise your value in the eyes of fantasy football uh, players. So I think I think Matt's absolutely right. Staying put would be the best scenario for him. Uh, if not, it's going to be similar suitors uh, as to Melvin Gordon, some team that could use a bigger back that can grind between the tackles and do stuff on the goal line. But I think for him, his best scenario is to stay home. Well, his best scenario, one hundred percent, is just to stay here in Arizona because that that's where he was used. You know, that's this is where he actually made himself a name because. And also, this is a team that rushes a lot. And then the seventh most rushing attempts in the league, 496 for 2,076 yards, um, 23, and obviously 23 touchdowns. Murray had 88 of those. So that takes, you know, that, that's kind of the skies in here. When it comes to, uh, real quick, when it comes to Chase Edmonds, for me, he's just one of those scat back, change of pace backs. I want, you know, if anybody's offered me anything at all for him, I'm happy to sell him for a discount. And if James Conner doesn't re sign in Arizona, I'm happy to sell him at a discount. If James Conner re-signs in Arizona, I'm selling at not a discount. I'm using all that information from last year of where he finished in his numbers to try and get a first-round pick or something back for him because I think his numbers are, like you said, Garrett, a little Fagazi. You know, this is a guy who had 18 touchdowns, the most he's ever had. Uh, a guy who's always, you know, almost always hurt. Even this year, he had a heel injury at the end of this year. So all four years, he's not been healthy. He's never played more than 13 games. He's not, he didn't have one single game that was that he rushed for over 100 yards this year. Not one single game. So what's really viable about James Conner is short yardage situations, one of the best in the league in those short yardage situations, can pound it in there, hence all those 15 rushing touchdowns, 18 total. And he's very good in pass protection and in the screen, you know, in the, in the receiving game. He's got pretty good hands. 
So he's a solid running back, but when it comes to overall, you know, he kind of reminds me a little bit of like Kenyon Drake. Remember that year Kenyon Drake had? Mm-hmm. You know, he looked pretty good in between on the ground. Hey, he's a very viable pass and running back. This is Kenyon Drake. I think he's a buy. I think Kenyon Drake's a good player. And then the next thing we know, he's in the, he's with the Raiders and he's invisible again. Like he's one of those monsters from the late eighties. Um, so to me. I think James Conner is just a sell. I think he had a really good year, but I think he falls in the category of that one running back. We all know his name. Kind of slides his name in here. Becomes like a low-end running back one. Puts up a ton of touchdowns, which we all know that just equals regression. It's not going to come again. And I just think it could be better. So I think I think you could do better. I think whatever draft pick you get two years down the road, you're like, oh my goodness, thank God I got that draft pick instead of holding on to James Conner. Because this is a player that screams sell right it's just like we see these players pop up especially at the running back position it's always a little different receivers but running backs pop up like this they do every single year they're always sells they're always sells and i know this guy put up some good numbers i mean running back one running back 17 7 12 2 1 um i I saw these out here so to me a guy who's got all his production mostly from touchdowns who couldn't put up one game over a hundred yard rushing when he's getting all the carries. I got to get out from underneath this guy. And now I know they got a huge discount on him last year. They signed him for $1.75 million. The Cardinals did. So maybe they have to pay $3 million this year and get out from Edmonds. But if I'm him, I'm very cautious about is the grass greener on the other side because he knows it works here. Kyler Murray's going to get him into the red zone. Definitely the healthy Deandre Hopkins. I think this is best case scenario for him to resign and I'm selling. And even if I sell and he comes out and has another solid year again, and he's like a high end running back too, I'm okay with this. Cause I still think it's a short lived uh, situation. I think you could potentially get a first round pick for him. Maybe it's a back end first round. If he signs back in Arizona, because you got youth and you got touchdown upside and you got Kyler Murray. So to me, best case scenario, he resigns with the Cardinals. That equals a huge sell window for me. No matter what the situation is, when he puts the pen to the paper, I'm shed, I'm taking him in his suitcases and I'm kicking his tuchus out the door because I got to get what I got to get. I, I think that's a perfect scenario, man. As soon as he signs, if he signs back with the Cardinals, I'm I'm 100% selling as high as I can. Him and his 3.72 yards per carry can go somewhere else and and mm. go get that somewhere. I mean, because because like you said, 18 touchdowns is what really propelled him. He only had 752 yards. You know, it wasn't like he had some crazy amount of, of actual rushing yardage total. So it, it's and I think he had he had like 30 something receptions to go along with that. So he he wasn't hugely effective was or efficient. Point. I think. Right, exactly. It was all touchdowns. Blunt from a few years back. Um, so so definitely sell. Like you said, Rich, even if he touches those numbers again and he's in the running back, low-end running back one conversation, high-end running back two, you're fine getting whatever you got for him this year because two years from now he'll be gone. You know what I mean? He'll be absolutely gone, and whatever rookie you're, you're drafting, he'll just start emerging. So that'll be perfect timing um, to kind of move on with your day. Love it. All right, let's talk about a guy who was like a low end to a high end, and that's Leonard Fournette. You know, Leonard Fournette had a fantastic year uh, at one point late in the season, led the league in uh, receptions by running backs. Tom Brady obviously retired uh, today. He retired, I think it was. So, again, I, you know, I don't know what day he's actually retiring. I've heard it multiple times, but I think he retired <laughs> again today. It's been a long day. But to me, 
this is one of the more intriguing guys we're going to talk about, right? So a guy, top five NFL draft pick, one of the, one of the really solid prospects to come out over the last five years, comes in, has a fantastic year on a fantastic team. And some of the concerns we had earlier was that ankle and you know, he had a little hamstring issue. But besides that, I mean, Leonard Fournette's been really healthy for the rest of his NFL playing career. Tom Brady showed he could trust him in a passing game, had a ton of catches last year. Now he's a free agent. With no Tom Brady, do they even re- try to resign Leonard Fournette? Is this a viable option for them? Because, like I mentioned before, Rhino Jones is out the door. They got Keyshawn Vaughn. He looked pretty solid there uh, at the end of the year. Do they bring a guy in just a little bit cheaper? Because I think Leonard Fournette is going to use this opportunity and get paid. Because I think best-case scenario and likely scenario to me is the Miami Dolphins. They have the most cap space. They need a running back really bad. He doesn't even have to leave Florida. He just has to make a short drive down to Miami. So He's just going to play for all I the Florida teams? Yeah, get in there, man. Get in there. You like Jacksonville, Tampa Bay, Miami? Come on, who's next? Orlando? You want to have a Mickey Mouse club? Let's do it. You know, put, put some ears on Leonard Fournette out there and put those red shorts on him with those little dots, you little... A little sexy tight end, you. Um, so you know, to me, I think I think Leonard Fournette again, a guy that just for a guy, he's obviously worth a first round pick, right? That's that's the going rate for Leonard Fournette. It just comes down: Are you willing to pay for Leonard Fournette no. for a first round pick? And I and I understand why because I'm not paying first round picks for running backs too. But if I need a running back, right? Like if I'm a contender and I have pick anywhere from say nine to twelve, and I need a running back. And Leonard Fournette, I I don't think Leonard Fournette's signing anywhere to be a backup or like a timeshare running back. Like I think he showed us enough these last couple of years. I mean, come on, we're talking Lombardi Lenny here, that he's shown us enough that he could still be the guy. So I think that out of these teams that need a running back, whether it be he's a good fit in Buffalo, honestly, he'd be a great, he'd be a fantastic fit in I think Buffalo. He'd be a great fit. He'd be, there. Yep. Yeah, I think it's a terrific fit. So, if, you know, if he wants to be Lombardi Lenny for the rest of his life and just sign these Super Bowl contenders, I think Buffalo is a fantastic fit. fit for him. If he wants to go and just make, like, not that huge contract, but say, same thing. Hey, we'll give you $7 million coming here. It's a two-year deal, maybe a one, real one-year deal. The cap's going up. Leonard Fournette would make a big difference to Josh Allen. He's showing the passing game. He could be viable there, too, which I think would give him that huge uptick to still be a running back one. So I think if you need a running back and you have a pick 9 to 12, preferably, preferably pick 11 and 12, I have no problem offering that today for Leonard Fournette. And I think you'll be able to make that deal get done because I think he will sign somewhere that's going to get you really excited to come free agency. And I, I see your face, you're grimacing, but this isn't McDonald's, Garrett. This is Dynasty Fantasy Football Talk, so slow your roll, Grimace. I think there's a situation that will come up that he will be viable. And I think Buffalo, like you said, Garrett, what if he signs with Buffalo? What are you going, 6 to midnight? Oh, you for sure. For I'm, I'm thrilled if he goes to Buffalo or Miami. I mean, either one of those options, because I think those are the only real two teams that you would get excited about. The Texans, like, okay, maybe, but like you're, you're still not that excited about the Texans. The only other Cardinals. place as of right now that he could be a lead back, and that would be assuming they don't bring back Rashad Penny, would be the Seattle Seahawks. I think that's the only other place that he could really do it. Maybe Atlanta. Like there, There's not a ton of spots, and you have to assume some of these rookies are going to go there, so it's tough. I would have a hard time doing it today, and here's the reason why. Because One, we, we don't know where he is going, but two... Let's say he does go to one of those spots. Are you going to have to pay that much more than a first once he signs? 
to get him? I don't think so at age 27. I don't think you're going to have to pay that much more. So I think I would rather wait and find out on him specifically because you're right. He is the most expensive out of all of these with the exception of maybe Rashad Penny, but he's going to be the most expensive one today to to try to purchase. And I just don't know that for sure the juice is going to be worth the squeeze, especially if I can wait two months or so, and then I'll know for sure and I'll give a first and two-thirds or first and a late second in order to be sure that he went to Buffalo or Miami. Oh, yeah. See, two things to that. One, you think Rashad Penny's worth more than Leonard Fournette right now? I think it'd be close. If I'm if I'm in a startup draft today, I it, I would draft them around the same spot. I know, but you to trade. We're talking about trading here right now. Okay. So if you had to trade, and, and they're like, hey, I, I would pay them I want roughly a, the same price for them. Yeah. But you'd pay a late first for Rashad Penny. I'm not paying a late first for either one. That that's what I'm trying to say right now. I wouldn't pay a late first for either one. All right, but so say if let I mean obviously yeah, if Rashad Penny signs with Seahawks, right? Then I mean, and do we even do we when we talk about Rashad Penny? Let's bring him right now. Can we all just agree? Best case scenario Seattle. is Seattle. Yep. Yes. Anywhere else, and you're and you're like you're sweating, you're sweating, right? And, it, and you're sweating in an igloo, which isn't good. It means it's cold outside, and you're still sweating. So you're not sweating because it's hot out. You're sweating because you're pretty nervous. So um, I don't think we need to talk about a lot about Rashad Payne. We talked about him uh, in depth in our buy episode before. I think we all agree Seattle is a good buy- place there. So. But the problem that I have with like Leonard Fournette, like you said, Garrett, like, oh, I'll just pay a little bit more later, like oh, two-thirds or a second. Like, I don't want to pay a little bit more. I want to give you the first, and that's it. Like, I don't want to pay a little bit more, and that's what I'm saying. If you wait a month or so, like, you might have to pay a little bit more, and that little bit more could be a lot a bit more. I mean, a, a late second or two-thirds is not going to, like, change my dynasty outlook. But giving up my late first, I mean, there's some – as much as I'm not in love with this class, there's still going to be, especially in a super flex league, league some decent value there at the end of the first round with some of these receivers. Maybe a flyer yeah. running back like Rashad White that supposedly, by all reports, he's looking great at the Senior Bowl, looking really fast. Like, there's going to be some players in that range that, like, if I have to give up Leonard for – or if I have to give that up and then I'm getting – Melvin Gordon production from last year, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be disappointed. So I would rather just wait and give up that late second later on top of it to get Leonard Fournette. Me personally. All right, there's only one thing left to do then. That's ask Matt to break the tie. Matt Lombardi Lenny, what are you doing with them? How do you feel about them? We we all agree best case is Buffalo, unless you disagree. But we're not asking you to break that tie. No. That's a that's a that's a twofer. Um, what do you think? What do you what do you do with the playoff Lombardi Lenny? I, I here's the deal. I think I think Lenny. He's 27 years old, like you had mentioned. Um, this is going to be his last like big paycheck, so he's going to go wherever the the money takes him. I don't know necessarily think somebody's going to pay a running back to not give him an opportunity. So I th- I think wherever he goes, he's going to get an opportunity to play and be the guy. So I feel comfortable enough with with Leonard Fournette right now in in his skills and his ability to stay healthy that he's going to get a bunch of garbage, you know, short dump off passes. That's what he's lived on. And he's going to be, he's going to do well enough between the tackles to be, to keep himself fantasy relevant. So I like Renette for the very short term, maybe next two years. And if it, if you're in a championship window, I think he's a guy you should be going after. Cause like you said, Rich, he he's a guy that you can get for probably one first round draft pick if you go shoot for him right now. You know you won't have to pay much more than that, and 
if he goes somewhere and it's an excellent landing spot and he's got a huge opportunity, you might have to pay more than that. Two, up to, I mean, I, people get crazy in leagues. It could be two firsts, depending on the league. And at that point, bonkers. give me Zeke if that's the case. Right, and, and right, and I don't want him at that price. But if you get him now, it's not that crazy price because there's a lot of uncertainty. Tom Brady just retired. They, you have no idea where he's going and what opportunity he's actually going to have. So I'm, I'm cool with Leonard Fournette right now at, at a round of first-round draft pick, uh, maybe a little bit more. That's called in your face, Garrett, in your face. Uh, before gone, I want to tell you guys about my friends over at my bookie. Now, listen, I gave you those bets last week. I liked Cincinnati last week, and I liked them. I liked the Cincinnati money line. I told you I bet it last week on my bookie. Uh, so, guess what I did again last week? Up mucho credits once again. That's right, because I took the San Francisco 49ers plus three and a half, and I teased them. And I teased them. I took Cincinnati teased. I took the 49ers teased. It was fantastic. And then I teased down the uh, the under, and I, I took the over. It was all good Are you, are you just calling things. them names? Is that what you're doing, Rich? You're just, yeah, yeah, you're just yeah. That's what I'm them? doing. Just teasing. Yeah, I'm teasing them. Like, I'm like, hey, you good-looking <laughs> Bengal. Come over here so I can pet your belly and listen to you purr. Is that nice? Yeah. <laughs> That's teasing at its finest. Teasing. <laughs> yeah, I'm married. I don't tease anything. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, my bookie, man. Like, again, it's not just uh, football because you don't have much stuff to put it bet on football. You got the Super Bowl. That's it. But if you like other things like table games or baseball or basketball or badminton or bowling or uh, cricket, what else begins with the B? No, that doesn't begin with the B. Oh, we're only doing Obviously, you weren't picking up what I'm laying down. Uh. Yeah, badminton, bowling, basketball, baseball, uh, Bocce. Uh, bocce. Bl- boxing, bocce. Yeah, I get that too. <laughs> boxing was another one. I was just going after that. Yeah, uh, bloodletting. You know, like that one guy that you know he got shot and they thought they 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 used to do that back in the cowboy days and they, well, that was a president. What president was it? And they cut. They they decided to like bleed him out a little bit and they died. Didn't really work out in his favor. But listen. Don't bet on that. <laughs> bet on my bookie, okay? Use that promo code NERDS. They're going to give you some free cash. They're going to match you up to like a 1000 bucks. You can't beat it. They're going to give you free money to bet. Hit me up on Twitter. If it's about football, I'll give you my bets and you're going to be you're going to be uh you're going to be a good spot. I'm in this gambling league too. I'm just crushing. I'm in all the uh, I'm I might change my say uh my name to Richie Vegas over here. Who knows? I don't know. I'm going to go buy, buy myself a Ferrari or something with all this cash. But my bookie, get your Ferrari too. Just make the right bets. It's hard to do unless you listen to me. <laughs> Until I'm wrong, which will be every bet next year. <laughs> Promo code NERDS. My bookie. Check out the app, mybookie.ag. All right. And last but certainly not least, we're going to talk about predictionstrike.com. Once again, another tailor made episode for you on Prediction Strike. We're talking about free agents trying to get them before they get too expensive. That's exactly what you're going to want to do at Prediction Strike. You're going to want to go on there. You're going to want to take a look at this list of running backs and say, hmm, who should I buy before their price shoots through the roof? Oh, let me hop over here and grab you fill in the blank. We're going to give you a whole list of them today. That's what you can do at PredictionStrike.com. Buy, sell, trade shares of players just like you would on the stock market. Best of all, you can get a free share, an absolutely free share 
whatever player you want to get. If you want to get Derrick Henry at his super inflated price, you can get it for free. Go ahead. Knock yourself out. I wouldn't recommend it, but you can do that. And you can go over there. You can get that free share with your first deposit of $20 or more with promo code DYNASTY. That's promo code DYNASTY to get yourself a free share at PredictionStrike.com. Nice. I like a good free share. That's right. Yeah. I liked I liked uh you know, Cher and Sonny Bono. That was a good combo too. Uh they made some good music back in the day. But here we are talking fantasy football running backs. So next up on the list, Cordero Patterson. Yes, he's on the running back list because guess what? He was the Falcons number one running back. And yes, he's over thirty. He's thirty one. In the grand scheme of running backs, he might as well be your grandfather. But we all love our grandfather, and he's, you know, he can still get it done sometimes. Sometimes you see him like, wow, I can't believe granddad did that. That's Cordero Patterson. He's still out there knocking the socks off you wicker, you whippersnappers and showing you how it's done. And last year, he was pretty solid. I mean, this is a guy who finished his run. He was like right around running back. Uh, he was a running back to like right around running back 18, somewhere around there uh, on the year. Uh, so to me, yeah, running back 18 in fantasy points per game. So... Again, this kind of falls into that, like, oh, chalk. What's his best case scenario? Well, it's the Atlanta Falcons. <laughs> it's his best case scenario because they're the only team that used him at running back. And and screw that. Screw the whole running. They're the only team that, since he was a first round pick way back in the day when he was a homeless predator. Uh, no, that was that, Brashard Perriman. No, that was Brashard Perriman. Yeah, Close enough. Come on. They had I know, dreads. I, as soon as I said it, I was like, oh, that's Brashard Perriman. But they both, they both had dreads and they got rid of him. Uh, Cordero Patterson. The only time he's ever been fantasy relevant pretty much whatsoever besides like his first year is this year. Yeah. So you would hope that he goes back and he can play running back and he still has that wide receiver running back combo and you can play him in both spots and kind of have that like little cheat hack that you had before. If he's going to get that kind of production and that kind of opportunity, just put him back where he belongs, which is in Atlanta. Put him in a spot where he know, he works because the greatest fear of free agency is, again, is teams that leave their – Teams that leave a situation usually are leaving for a reason because they're not wanting anymore. And it's a lot of times it's schemes, so it's hard for a player to pick up where they left off. Yeah. Yeah. I uh so with Cordero Patterson, if it were me, and I don't know where you guys land on this, because there is absolutely a chance he could end up back in Atlanta. Um, but there's also a chance Atlanta could do a full rebuild with basically everyone except Kyle Pitts, because it looks like they're gonna likely be trading Calvin Ridley this offseason. Who knows what's gonna happen with Matt Ryan? So it's it's very up in the air, but even if he stays there, which is obviously the best case scenario, last year was such an anomaly that trying to bet on lightning striking twice seems risky. So if I can sell for a second round pick, I would like to do that today before any re-signings happen. If you think it's likely that he's going to re-sign in Atlanta, then maybe you wait till the day that he re-signs and then see if you can get a hair more. But uh, all of this just screams risk, and I think he played well enough last year for there to be a good memory in people's minds. But the second half of the season was not nearly as good as the first half of the season. He started getting figured out. They started not not being able to to do everything they wanted to with him. So this this is probably arguably the biggest sell for me out of anybody on the list. Yeah, me too. Um, obviously, age. You know, Rich, you mentioned he's 31. He's he's going to be 31 next year. He's not 31 yet. I mean, he'll be 31 in like a couple months. Um, so he's not quite there yet. He's not over that hill yet. But like you'd mentioned, it was the end, it was really the end of the year where 
the the you know the bottom dropped out quite a bit. He he ended the year in week fifteen. He got four point three yards or four point three points. Um, week sixteen eight point three. Week seventeen seven point two. I don't have the week eighteen stats ahead of me uh, in front of me, but that's the fantasy relevant you know end of the season anyway. So he really petered out there towards the end and and wasn't helping anybody when they needed it the most. And you know. To me, that alone makes him a sell. Um, and, you know, unfortunately, a lot of people probably bought him heading into the playoffs, hoping for a big push there towards the end. They got the exact opposite. So, um, Cordell Patterson, you know, this is, like you said, Rich, you mentioned it. He, it was an anomaly. It was this crazy year for him. And he, even if he does re-sign there, chances of them not getting a better other running back than Mike Davis is pretty low. I mean, you know, the head coach there, Arthur Smith, came from Tennessee this past season where he wants to be able to establish the running game with, you know, a big, powerful running back, pound it, pound it, pound it. And Mike Davis just wasn't the guy, you know. I mean, it's it's bad when you got to turn to a wide receiver, a big 200 and almost 30-pound wide receiver. So I can see, you know, the parallels there with, with Henry and maybe a guy like Patterson. But Patterson, he was a wide receiver playing running back. I'm sure Arthur, Arthur Smith would like a running back, a big running back playing running back um, for him. So I wouldn't be surprised, even if they brought Patterson back, that they didn't go out and get a guy as well um, to be that pounder in between the tackles. So to me, it's just not it's it's not a it's not something that Cordell Patterson can replicate again. So if, like you said, Garrett, a second round draft pick, I would do that right now, and. You know, if you want to wait and, and and hold out, I'm not sure how much more you're actually going to get from the guy by then. So, I'm good getting the second right now and just you know kind of washing my hands of a guy that's 30, bordering on 31. I, I would be very. I mean, obviously, the key time to sell Patterson was at the right. end of last year in a playoff push. Like I had a Patterson share. I ended up selling. I packaged him and Gronkowski, two old guys that were doing really good, you know, number one numbers at their position. I got a 23 first for both those guys um, nice. at the end of last year in our original Dynasty League, so I felt really good about that. Um, I, I sold all my Patterson shares. I still have one left, but in that league I was a contender, so I wasn't willing to uh, sell and go on a ship. If I get it, I'm with you, Garrett. If I can get a second-round pick, I'm selling all day. Anything less than a second, though, like even if it's a third, I would rather just hold on to them to see – if he falls back in that position and kind of hope for the same kind of uh, thing I did this year where, hey, come midseason, if he's running back again early in the season where we know we saw a fade off this year, maybe I could take Patterson and package him with another guy that's older. Maybe Melvin Gordon's doing good and get a 23 first. Like he's a really, if he comes back and does what he does last year, he'll be a really good package uh, to get yourself back into that first and 23, which is where you want to be. But besides that, I'm with you guys. I'm selling for a second, no lower than that, or another player that I like. Maybe there's a guy, maybe there's a guy that I like who's another free agent. Maybe there's a guy, and I don't necessarily like this guy, but maybe like uh, Christian Kirk. Maybe I want to put all my eggs in his basket and hope that he signs in free agency and he goes somewhere where he could be a heavily targeted guy. And I just want Christian Kirk. Like I'd make a lateral move like that for a younger guy, but that's about it. Makes sense. Yep. All right, Garrett, you got another running back for us? Yeah, I got another one, and, and this is a guy that we saw was a fantasy superstar, plummeted to the depths of of the earth, and all of a sudden then became relevant again. And that was Sony Michelle. Uh, Sony Michelle was like such 
a hot commodity. The end of his rookie year there looked great, was getting used, like everything was looking awesome. And then just absolutely face planted. He had all the stuff going on with his knees. He just wasn't being utilized. Damian Harris came in and started taking a bigger chunk of the workload. And people had left him for dead. I mean, there were times that you could find Sony Michelle on your waiver wire. But then he had a small resurgence in New England where he was putting up a great yards per carry at the end of the year. And in the offseason was traded to the uh, L.A. Rams because of the situation with Cam Akers. And had several times this year where he was a, an extremely valuable fantasy football running back. Now, I don't necessarily know if there is going to be a team that is going to be willing to make him their top guy. Uh, if that happens, awesome. But I actually am willing to buy Sony Michelle right now because I think he could end up turning into this very reliable low-end RB2 where he finds a committee job, or like I said, if he gets lucky, maybe Houston's like, well, he's young-ish, so we'll sign him, and you know, we'll we'll make him our guy. Uh, but he's probably too young for them. He they probably need somebody older uh, to go to Houston. But uh, you know, th- there's different places that he could go where I think he could be in a committee, but he could still be this low end RB two or even a high end RB three. And especially once you get into those weeks during the the uh, the the bye weeks and the injuries and all of that like you need sometimes just simply a warm body that can put up more than seven points and I think Sony Michelle could be that guy so if I'm a contender giving up a late second I think Sony Michelle is borderline probably the opposite of what we had just a little bit ago with Patterson he's probably my top buy of the group oh wow top buy and, um yeah. wow for the price tag. And exactly opposite of Cordell Patterson is what Sony Michel did at the end of the year. Weeks 13 through 17, mm-hmm. he was actually running back four overall, averaged 16.5 points a game, and kind of he kind of had that reassert, like resurgence towards the end of, of this past year. And it was odd because he looked a little bit bursty to me. I don't know. like mm-hmm. Is he re- finally regaining a little bit of that explosion after the knee stuff? That happened, you know, right out of college. Is he finally getting healthy? Um, because, you know, obviously coming out of college, it was it was Sony Michelle and Nick Chubb both there in the backfield at Georgia, and Sony Michelle was the guy that was quicker in and out of cuts, and he was a more bursty player. And they got to the NFL, and that like completely flipped. And obviously, Sony's knee has been acting up kind of ever since. So, I don't know if he's finally getting over the hump a little bit with the knee injury because to me he's he's looked a little bit better this you know especially late in the season yeah i hope everything you guys are saying is true uh i it, you know in the dynasty gm when you go to my player shares besides baker mayfield sony michelle is my number one own player throughout dynasty leagues because he was just he was such a good value forever if he did rebound and he did rebound for a little bit you know last year when daryl henderson went down week three, 13 he came in and had that very strong finish until acres came back this is a guy who came in, averaged 21 half yard, 21 and a half carries a game, 90 yards a game, was playing a little about 90% of the snaps as well for the LA Rams. And I think he showed us that he could still be viable in the NFL today. And he's still young enough to do so. I, I just don't view him as a three down running back. Like I see him as a first, second down back. Hasn't done anything in the passing game at all, which is weird because he, he did seem like he could do that in, at Georgia. But he's just never done it at all. I mean, if you look at his grades when it comes to receiving, like he's like almost dead last. You know, he falls in that like Ronald Jones kind of category. Um, 
So to me, that hurts a little bit. I would love to get him a see him just get an opportunity somewhere. And I like Matt said, I think there's a shot where he showed enough there where he might go into a situation where he could at least have an opportunity. Like, hey, we'll draft a guy in the fourth or fifth round, but let's let's give Sony a one year deal. Maybe it's a you know a two year deal, but it's only really a one year deal, and see if he can help our team. Any one of those teams up above, you know, like you mentioned Houston, like, hey, we're rebuilding this guy's young enough to get in here and just see if he can help us out and give him the carries. He's a good buy. And like like you said, he he was been going for so cheap. I'd buy Sony Michelle for like a mid to late second, just on the, on the gamble of an upside. I mean, any running back you take there is going to be a gamble anywhere. So if I'm going to buy a running back, why, why not buy one that I love coming out of college? Who's been riddled with knee injuries early, but when healthy, when he's been actually fully healthy, like Matt said, he's shown us something here. You know, can he come back out here and be that guy and have some fantasy relevancy and maybe somehow find his way to be involved in that passing game? Because he's a well-rounded running back. You know what I mean? He's to come in here early down, rotate, um, just be a guy that can get you that first and second down yardage that you need. So I, too, would buy for that second-round pick. All right. Do we have one, maybe two more guys we want to touch on real quick? Uh, we talked Melvin Gordon. We talked Rashad Penny. There's a couple guys like Jarek McKinnon. Um, are you picking him off the waiver wire? <laughs> I mean, I think this late this late year resurgence, right? I mean, is he back, Rich? You tell me, man. Yeah, you're the expert. Listen, I'll say this. Um, I I was a big McKinnon fan in that college. They, they listen. People keep forgetting, like, oh, McKinnon, McKinnon. You got to remember, the 49ers paid McKinnon top six running back money when he went there. To be a Kyle Shanahan running back, just like anybody, if Mike McDaniel becomes the running back, uh, the coach in Miami, whoever that running back in Miami is, I'm going to be pretty damn mistaken to have that running back. Just sure. like Elijah Mitchell, there any other running back that's under Kyle Shanahan I'm excited. So that's why I like uh, Jarek McKinnon because I thought he's viable in that aspect. Now, the biggest thing I, I saw him in Kansas City like this last game is he looked pretty good between the tackles. <laughs> like he was like. He's putting his shoulder down. He's getting out there. I'm like, look at little Jarek McKinnon getting it done. I always thought he was a solid player that had some upside. But at this point, you know, I'm going to give, I mean, I guess a good sandwich for him. You know, not my, like, I'm not going to offer a turd sandwich. But, like, hey, I'll give you a Late fourth, third? Uh, fourth round Is that sandwich pick? too good? Fourth round? Yeah, it's, yeah, that comes with a bag of chips. I want those chips. I'm a little, a little greedy. That's <laughs> a finger looking to do later. I would give a fourth round pick for Jarek McKinnon. That's what uh, I would okay. give. I was going to ask rather you. Have, would you rather have him or would you rather have Marlon Mack? I would rather have Jarek McKinnon. See, I'm, I'm still somewhat interested in Marlon Mack, partly because we saw him in a couple games. I think there was some like behind-the-scenes drama there because they had him and he was playing – and then all of a sudden he was just like inactive for the rest of the season. So I think they were trying to trade him and it maybe just didn't work or I don't know what happened there, but um, we saw him. He looked actually halfway decent in some of the runs he had there early in the season, but we've also seen Cam Akers come out and look really good after his Achilles. So I think there's a chance that he could end up somewhere uh, and and he's going to be roughly the same price as a Jarek McKinnon. And we've, we've seen him be productive in the NFL, so I'd be willing to risk it. For the same price that it would be Jerick McKinnon. I'd rather have Dearness Johnson than all these guys. Yeah. Yeah. Also a free agent, by the way. Yeah, he's yeah. a free agent. Mm-hmm. Uh, J.D. McKissick's a free agent. Like, he, he offers a little bit more upside in the passing game. But, I mean, I would just want him to go. 
I mean, these are guys that, like, the only, to be honest with you, Marlon Mack, Jerick McKinnon, J.D. McKissick, Ronald Jones, Dearness Johnson, give me give me Dearness Johnson if he lands up in a, in a decent spot. You know what I mean? Like, if he ends up in, like, Houston, and then I give him a shot. Uh, another um, another guy that we don't have on the list that is a free agent that I would be slightly interested in is is Deontay Foreman. He played really well in, in uh, Derrick Henry's absence. He was actually averaging roughly the same yards per carry as uh, King Henry was. So he wasn't actually far off in his production, especially if maybe, you know, we've been talking about that bruiser that we've been wanting in Atlanta and Arthur Smith came from Tennessee. So there is some familiarity there potentially. Uh, That would be an interesting one to me. Um, Another one that would probably be, you know, fourth round pick type of compensation, but he would be, he would at least be interesting to me. Yeah. I mean, all this, I mean, I, (sighs) I'm not. I'm not. I'm not buying anybody more for like. I'm not buying McKinnon for more than a fourth. I'm not buying McKissick for more than a fourth. Honestly, I'm not buying Marlon Mack for more than a fourth. And yes, here and there, Marlon Mack has shown us something. But he's the entire time he's been in the league, he hasn't really done anything to be a, a relevant fantasy football running back. Um, like I said, I mean, give me the guy who's shown me something almost every time he's had opportunity. That's the Ernest Johnson. Like I would pay a third round pick. A high, I'd pay a high third round pick for Dearness Johnson uh, as well. Besides that, I mean, even like R- Ronald Jones has some mild intrigue in the right perfect situation where he's going to be the bell cow running back. And he's only 24. Yeah. Also. So he, he, I'd pay, I'd pay a really high third for Ronald Jones, but then I'd like, I'd probably kick myself in the balls after that just for being so silly. But besides that, that's it, really. I mean, on these running backs, it's because again, free agent running backs don't go out usually <laughs> and find success. You know what I mean? It's like they're free agents. Thanks for playing the NFL. We're gonna go draft your replacement on a four-year rookie deal because nobody wants to pay running backs because even a veteran minimum minimum at like two million dollars is like, oh, that's too much money. You know, like, hey, Ronald Jones, how much money do you want? Three million? Uh. I heard the library's hiring. You know, like, come on, go coach college, go coach, go coach college football or high school football. That pays way more. Um, is there anybody that <laughs> I don't think it does? Maybe I don't know. I don't work there. Uh, is there anybody <laughs> that else intrigues you guys here on this list at all that you want to talk about? Because like, I'm just looking at a giant poo poo sandwich. No, I think yeah, I think the rest I, after that. I mean, we got Mostert, Wilson, guys like that. But yeah, those are those are all going to be fourth round dart throws that. You, you might get lucky. They might end up in the right spot, and they might have something. But at that point, it's it's really your guess is as good as anyone else's. So yeah, I think yeah. I think that Mo- about wraps it up. Mostert looks good when he gets when he's healthy. Problem is, he's never healthy. Yep. Like never, never. He's healthy for that one fifty-five mile an hour run, and the next thing you know, he's got a to- he's got a hammy. He's got a he's got a calf. He's got a heel. He's got a pool nipple. I mean, come on, buddy, slow your roll. So that's it for this week's show. Uh, well, so we'll be back next week talking some wide receivers, a little quick recap on uh, the Senior Bowl. But again, that'll be on our YouTube channel, Jared Wackerly. We have at the Senior Bowl right now doing all that coverage. All that's on DynastyNerds.com. you got to join the Nerd Herd. We're still running that promo code just for the podcast. We're getting that 15% off. Use that promo code winner. You can join the Nerd Herd. And if you've been listening to the show these last couple of weeks, telling you about everything you can get from the Nerd Herd, it's very simple. Just go to DynastyNerds.com and check it out. You're going to see what you get, you're, gonna, you're missing. If you want to scout rookies, we just added. How many games did we add to the film room? All 22 games to add to the film room today, Jared? Garrett? Uh, we added 60 games in total today. 
Roughly 40 of those are all 22. And we even, I was talking with Peter. He's the guy who does a fantastic job running our, our room. I was even looking in there and I was like, Peter, we even have some other games in here we didn't upload. He's like, dude, I couldn't get them all in. We're going to do it. We're going to have to do another update soon because there's still like 15 games that we didn't even put in yet that, that are cut. I cut another one today on, um, uh, uh, who was it? it might have been another Brees Hall game or something I don't know but we're cutting film like crazy it's only going to keep growing yeah so if you want access to the largest all 22 library you're going to get your hands on it's Dynasty Nerds Film Room you get that and so much more when it comes to Dynasty GM the Nerd Score Rankins the extra podcast all for the price of a cup of coffee a month you can get that using that promo code winter you're going to save 50% you're going to put yourself in the best position to dominate your rookie leagues we're going to give you all that rookie information that you're going to need and remember if you want all our rookie evaluations which we're going to break down very deeply like we've done over the last eight years we've had a very high success rate if you don't believe us just go back listen to all our old podcasts look at all our rookie breakdowns you know this is what's great you get a lot of guys tell you, hey, I have a lot of success breaking down rookies. Oh, do you? Where's the proof? Our proof is in the put-in and it's delicious put-in if you like it. It's at, it's all there, backed up. Listen to all our old podcasts. You'll hear us mention guys. You know, Even guys as simple as like last year when we were breaking down Ramondre Stevenson. I said, hey, if given the chance, this is a guy who I like as a hashtag two to three year kind of window guy that might be a solid running back. There's a lot of gems that we find Later in the draft, besides the first-round guys, and our rankings are usually drastically different than everybody else, but the good thing is they're pretty damn accurate. Check them out, DynastyNerds.com, promo code WINTER, and you'll be dominating your rookie draft this coming, what, April, May, June, July? Depends when you draft. We'll be there for support. See you next week. Adios.